This is Subconscious Mind Mastery, podcast number 26. Hi, my name is Thomas Miller. Thank you for joining us. I would invite you to pour up a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you might prefer to uh, sip on if you have the luxury of that. Get comfortable and let's talk because today we're going to take on the big one, the grand poobah, the big kahuna, the one that everybody is talking about, manifesting. You know, this is a topic that I have not covered in any of the previous 25 podcasts that we've recorded together so far, and there's a reason why I have not yet tackled this subject. It actually parlays a couple of things. As you know, I was raised in the church, a very fundamental Baptist church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And that was formative in my whole life is my whole life story is built around those years of growing up in that environment. And one of the things that I am very careful to do now, and I just set the stage of this by saying that I'm really careful and have been careful in these podcasts to only discuss things that have been hammered out on the anvil of my own life. I turned things around when I was in my late 40s. And I found from a lot of your responses, in fact, of sending emails and comments through the website of subconsciousmindmastery.com, that a lot of you relate to that story. Now, the law of attraction and this whole law of manifesting that we're going to be talking about today doesn't surprise me one bit that we would find each other in the virtual world online. Because that's my story, and obviously a lot of people are going to relate to that. Many people have been divorced more than once. A lot of people have scars from a religious, not a spiritual upbringing. And a lot of people in their later years now, as a majority of our population is in their 40s and 50s and 60s, kind of have a uh, sometimes a fatalistic approach. Well, it's too late. There's too much water under the bridge. Why bother to change now? Just live out the years and try to make the most of it. And I just said to that, I just said, bullshit. I'm not going to leave. I'm not going to, I'm not willing to live the rest of my years the way that I did before. And I have to find another way. And that's what we're sharing here is things that I used that I really incorporated that if you went back and read my journals, you would see this stuff in there. And I figured if it worked for me as a really tough, hard headed case, that it might help you as well. What I have stayed away from, though, are those areas that are more conceptual, ethereal, uh, the way it ought to be. Because, look, I lived for most of my life under teaching like that and finally had the guts to take a look at it from a different perspective and really pick it apart and see how much of it could hold water under universal circumstances. In other words, from your life to my life, to the next person's life, what seems to be patternably true. And that's what I've tried to stay with in these podcasts. So when we talk about manifesting and we talk about the law of vibration, which is the basis, it's the universal law that we get the law of attraction from, that we attract or magnetize into our lives that which is equal to how we vibrate out. Now, when we start talking about this law, this is the one that you can make some money off of. This is the glitz getter. This is the one that if you want to publish a book, you're going to publish a book about the law of attraction and about manifesting things in your life. You're not going to probably publish a book about 
the law of gestation, that it takes time, that there's an incubation period, that sometimes you have to wait. You know, the baby is in the oven. We're not, you're not, that won't sell you any books. You won't base your website on the law of polarity, that whenever you put an intention out, with that intention, you have automatically created its opposite in the universe. Ooh, so if I put an intention out that I want money in my life, what you're saying is that I might get back immediately a financial test? Absolutely. And that won't sell your book, nor will it add students to your coaching program, nor will it draw people to your website. Hey, let's go to the website where they talk about how you have to wait and the opposite stuff happens. But when we start talking about the law of attraction and drawing things into our life and manifesting things into our life, that one gets the headlines. And I'm not saying that any one of these laws is greater or less than the other law. In fact, I've got a book that I'm working on that's going to kind of tie all this together. And when I get that out, I will certainly let you know because I think there's a symmetry to um, manifesting with all of the seven laws of the universe in mind. But the headline generator and the one that we like to focus on is just the one about the law of attraction. And it puts it in an, an imbalance with the rest of the laws. So let's tackle this together. And I have a letter from a listener that I'd like to use as kind of the basis for this. And I thought maybe what we could do is if you have some thoughts and comments that you'd like to add to this, Go ahead and put them in the comment box, if you would. This listener's name is David, and I'm sure that he would appreciate you adding to the advice on this. But here's what he says. He says, I'm kind of stuck on an area and talking about getting into visualization and says that he has some long-term goals of where he'd like to be, but also some short-term goals that he'd like to achieve within a year. For example, a long-term goal would be to earn an income of $50,000 a month. Now, he's getting that from Bob Proctor, and he bought the Science of Getting Rich program that's on the website at subconsciousmindmastery.com. There's a, an affiliate link there. That was one of the programs that really helped me begin to think differently. And in that program, Bob Proctor says, why don't you – uh, just take on the challenge of turning your annual income into your monthly income. Well, I love that. I think I'm all over that and been doing that for a while now. And my income has actually been going up consistently. But this this gentleman put out the number that he would like to manifest $50,000 a month and would like to own a house and travel, etc., just like most of us would. The short-term goal would be a year from now being able to make at least the annual salary that he has now, which I presume is about $50,000 a year, from a life coaching business rather than from two jobs that he is holding down. And with two jobs, you can imagine it's probably very difficult to have anything left to build a coaching business. And I have to tell you, I feel your struggle because I have a demanding job that I go to every day. And over the last couple of weeks, I'll be honest with you, it's really sucked the life out of me. And it's been a challenge to even muster up to do these podcasts sometime because I, I get it, right? It's really tough to shift from that to this when you feel like crap. 
But in those times, that's when we even need to more embrace this work, isn't it? And that's what we're all working through. You know, if if you're following somebody who kind of portrays that they've got it all together, ooh, golly, be careful because these universal laws work for all of us. And we all have our periods of struggle. We all have our challenges. And sometimes we just get up and don't even want to put it on. And I've had a couple of weeks like that. I will admit it's been tough and I've had to really reach deep down inside and evaluate where I am, work on shifting the energy. I'm going to do a podcast in the future on how to do that, how to get out of the funk when you're in the middle of the funk. But uh, this one, we're going to stay on track with manifesting. So his question is, and I would invite you to help answer, he says, do I visualize one or both of these? Well, I would say obviously both. There's a line in the Science of Getting Rich program that I absolutely love. Jack Canfield, you know who he is. He's the author of the Chicken Soup for the Soul book series, he and Mark Victor Hansen. And Jack Canfield obviously has a corporate seminar and personal coaching business that he's had for years. He had the coaching business before before they wrote Chicken Soup. And Jack Canfield in the Science of Getting Rich says that he built his company twice. He built it once in his mind and then from that manifested it out in the world. Another guy that I really like, the way he puts it, is Mike Dooley. If you've read any of his work, he was one of the people who – one of the people that was interviewed in the movie The Secret and has gone on. And Mike Dooley just had a tremendous success with a children's book launch that sold out in like one or two days. And they had to go back and reprint. It took several months. It took from, I believe, April to July, and they just reintroduced it. I believe it's called Dreams Can Come True and just a phenomenal – talk about a book going viral. It's just, It was an amazing story and I think built around attraction, definitely. And Mike Dooley's story talks about how he visualized things and then over the course of time they started to come true and you'll have to listen to his story if you want the details but then he said he found himself on vacation in China sitting in a restaurant looking out at a very scene that he had clipped and put in one of his visual diaries and I mean things like that just send chills down my spine I love that kind of thing right so When you talk about visualizing, yes, obviously, visualize both your long-term goals and your short-term goals. Now, I'm using this letter as the springboard of what we're going to get into, and I can already tell that we're going to go into part two on this, but don't fret. I will just finish this one and roll right into the next one, and in the world of digital, not make you wait on part two for another week. Oh, thank you very much. No problem. You're welcome. Okay, he says, I'm really stuck on this and find it frustrating and want to start now. And now is in all caps. Now, let's hold on to that. We're going to come back to this either later on in this podcast or in the next one as we start to pick this apart. But notice that emotion. I'm really stuck on this and find it frustrating. Underline these words, stuck, frustrating, and want to start now. Urgency. This is great stuff, David. Thank you for writing. And a lot of other people are going to benefit from the emotion that you've put into your letter. He says, here's one block that I have is looking at the how. Boy, isn't that the truth? I mean, if we could all figure out the how, I guarantee if I could figure out the how, we'd be over on a different channel. I'll tell you that right now. 
So you're in great company. He says, the SGR program emphasizes a lot on the visualization rather than worrying about how you're going to get rich. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the same with Napoleon Hill and Wallace Waddles and Joseph Murphy and all of these writers have the same theme. But at some stage, we have to do something in the physical. Absolutely. And that's a great point. Say your prayers and move your feet. I think that was one of the biggest things that I misinterpreted and got stuck with the religion is, you know, they say, oh, give it to God. And that was almost a surrender of personal responsibility. It was like, well, wait for something to drop out of heaven. No, it doesn't work that way. In fact, Mike Dooley has the notes from the universe. I would imagine some of you have subscribed to that. And I think it was this week one came through where he said, the next time life tosses you a multiple choice test, remember, A, the more time you give it, the more choices you'll have. B, there will always be more than one right answer. And C, waiting for divine intervention is almost never a good idea. (laughs) Poised for greatness, the universe. I love the way that he put that. Don't sit around waiting for something to happen. Life happens in action, being on the court, taking steps. Now, as you take steps, and that's what we'll start to pick apart, As you start to take these steps, that's how life begins to unfold according to the visualization. You are manifesting thought into material form. That's all this is about. So our listener, David, is stuck on how to become a successful coach. And maybe some of you who are successful coaches could contribute to his success and give him some ideas of some things that he might think about. Hit the comment box, if you would, on subconsciousmindmastery.com and give David some ideas. Let's help one of our fellow listeners out here. For those of you who are successful coaches and might have been in this very position, working a couple of jobs or at least working one job that was consumptive and you really didn't have time to work on the side business, how did you break through? Through that. He's stuck on how to do it, the how to do it part, and says that his wife is telling me that it will come when it when the time is right, but I guess I'm impatient. And he's just wondering how he should handle visualizing through this and then what he should do to manifest it. So he says, Thanks for taking the time to read this. Appreciate all the help and the great podcasts. Keep them coming. Thank you very much for that, David. So as a springboard, using that as a springboard, let's jump into how do we manifest things? How do we make things happen in our life, like what David is wanting to happen in his life? And like I said in the beginning, I'm going to keep this along the lines of things that I've seen happen in my own life, that things that I I know are universally true, they're at least along the lines of the way that the universe operates, and that I think if you get into the right space that you will see these things start to show up as well. And the other thing you have to keep in mind is the theme of this whole podcast series is that we are programmed. Our subconscious mind is programmed from even, I would advocate, before we are born in some cases, but certainly after from our very early formative childhood years, our brain starts to be programmed. And it's most sensitive to being programmed in those first six to nine years of our life. 
And it's during those formative years that we begin to develop the perspective that we are going to live our life from. And during those formative years, we don't have the choice to analyze it the way that we do it as an adult. So it's stamped on us. And that's why we're in the process of analyzing how life turned out for us. How is that programming for you? And does it need to be reprogrammed? Do you need to work on tools and technologies to reprogram your subconscious mind so that it is in flow and in harmony with your conscious mind to manifest these things that you want to show up in your life? And the more that you reprogram your subconscious mind, the more directly in control of the things that happen in your life you are going to be. It's that simple. All right, let's go back to the laws of the universe. Remember, there are seven laws of the universe that are superseded by one great law of the universe, that being that energy is, or in spiritual terms, God is. It's that beautiful energetic field that brings all things together. I'd say it's the wings on which miracles fly into your life. After we consider that everything is energy, then the other seven laws of the universe all fall into effect under that law that everything is energy. For example, the law of vibration, that is the law of attraction, or the law of cause and effect, as Emerson said, was the greatest of the laws. Don't know that you necessarily can pin one as the greatest, but the law of cause and effect is, in essence, the golden rule. You get what you put out. You do unto others Others will do unto you. The law of transmutation, that things are always moving into form. The law of rhythm, that there's a flow to everything, in and out, just like the tide, just like the the ease with which we move from daylight to dark. There's a rhythm to the universe. And then there's the law of polarity, that there's an opposite to everything that we put out. For east, there's west. For up, there's down. And then there's a gestation period, the law of gender. There's a time. There's an incubation. And then the law of relationship. Nothing is good or bad. Nothing is big or small. Everything just is as it is. It's only when we compare something to something else that we gain our perspective of relationship. But it's not in the universe. So our thoughts, or in David's case, the visualization that he's trying to picture himself increasing his income, eventually making his monthly income equal to his current annual income, and changing the course of his career from working two jobs to going into a full-time coaching business, is thought unmanifest. It still is energy. It still is creative force. It's just unmanifest in his life. And the process of getting from where he is to the point of where it manifests is the process of following through all of the seven laws, including the law of vibration. And that's what we're here to master is the process of using all the seven laws to our advantage so that we work together harmoniously with the universe to bring these things into our life. But that law of transmutation will always – something is always moving into form. And the total package of the thoughts that David was including in his email, that whole package is what's moving into form, not just one part of it. And that's where I think the teaching, the current teaching on the law of attraction is great for selling stuff. 
but it's not so great for applying it because it's tilted focus. There's too much attention on the law of attraction and not as much on the other laws. And you have to take them as a package. And that was one of the things that I've come to understand and realize recently in working with my coach is that when you put an intention out, you automatically create with that intention a counter intention or something along the lines of the opposite. Or at least this, you're going to be tested in that area. You can count on it. There's a great book that I'm reading right now. I'm going through it the second time. It's from Frederick Dodson, D-O-D-S-O-N. It's called The Reality Creation Technique. And he does a great job of describing these, what he calls, counterintentions. So when you put an intention out into the universe, you are going to get resistance to that. Sometimes it will come in the form of a testing. Sometimes it will be an emotional response. Sometimes it will be a mental trigger. Oh, no, that can't happen. Oh, that's too big. That's never shown up for me before. Those are all counterintentions. And his book is great. I would highly recommend it as a resource if you want to work through how to remove and how to negate or nullify counterintentions. That's what that book is all about. It's a great resource to do it. But what we don't realize in the simplified version of manifesting is that whenever we – it's the law of polarity. Whenever you put an intention out, there's something over on the opposite side of that that you're going to have to deal with. And also in David's letter, if you noticed a couple of times he mentioned that he wants it now. Boy, I mean, he is ready to go. And that's great that he's – David, it's fantastic that you're ready to live your life according to your dreams. But it's just like if two people have sex and then all of a sudden that afternoon they want the baby. It doesn't happen that way. There's a growing season. There's a period of gestation. It takes time. And some of that time is you and the universe working these things out of your life so that you change your programming. That's the beautiful part of it. Let's stop here. We will pick up. We have so much more to cover, which we will do in podcast number 27, Manifesting Part 2. Thanks for listening to this one. My name is Thomas Miller. Always enjoy the journey. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.